and welcome to part two of the Atlantic Division preview. If you haven't listened to part one, I mean, just head over and listen to it right now. Uh, actually, you could listen to this first. It'll be fine. Uh, but we previewed the Boston Bruins, Buffalo Sabres, and the Detroit Red Wings along with the Florida Panthers. And on this show, the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and we will close out the show with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, just so happens that that's how uh, alphabetical order works. Crazy little little thing there. Uh, Justin, hi. Hey, hi. Sorry, I forgot to introduce you. Justin Baker, co-host. Welcome to uh, to the show that you're literally always on. Literally, like, always. Wh- what do you say? You know, you're always there. I mean, you're, you're like we do it together. So it's like I'm, you're not, I'm not like really welcoming you to the show because you're literally half the show. Thank you. I this show would that. be garbage without you. So <laughs> I would, I would be, you know, talking and then I'd ask a question and I go, Oh shit, I got to answer that question myself. Oh, I should have probably done a little more research. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll jump right in to, uh, to previewing the rest of this division because it is 6 PM on Wednesday. We have like an hour before, the first Atlantic Division game. So we have to give our preview before that game comes on. And even though this episode might get released after the fact, I promise you, it's 6.02, Our predictions will all be before any Atlantic Divisions have been played out. Well, uh, let, me, let me stop you right there because, unfortunately, Tampa Bay played Pittsburgh last night. Oh, they did. Yes. Yeah, uh, I forgot. Oh, you know what? I'm Tampa Bay's still but, in the Southwest, Southeast Division. <laughs> Still in a division with Washington, Carolina, and Florida. They might as well be. Yeah, there you go. Well, okay. Well, Tampa Bay played one game and they lost. So, uh, but is that really gonna? Is that gonna make me change my my uh, division pick? Nah, nah, nah. Oh shoot! You know, I, I had them beating Pittsburgh in my. Uh, I I definitely like. I don't go through the whole schedule and try to figure out are they're going to win this one or lose this one. Okay, that's where they're going to finish. No, I don't have a uh, I don't have an algorithm. That's I sometimes look at other people's algorithms and laugh, but you know I I don't have an algorithm. Uh, there you go. If if they could predict, like they're like, oh yeah, you know my algorithm were uh, you know eight. An a, only an average of eight points off per team. I'm like, oh, wow. So an av- over 31, you know, in the past, 31 teams, you were only off by an average of eight points. So that means you could be pretty close on some. You know, you could be two points off. And then on others, you could be 18 points off. Like, come on. Nah, I, I'm good. I mean, I can I can get pretty darn close too, just, just going down a list and knowing who's good. Like, I... I, I don't need an algorithm necessarily, although it is fun. But uh, I, I think we can all use our use our brains. If you watch enough hockey and you've been watching it for a long time, you can use your brain. But also, uh, not 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 saying that statistics are are bad. I love I love advanced stats, but I I don't think that those advanced statistics point you to knowing when one of these teams just comes out of nowhere and makes the playoffs, like. It happens all the time. A team that no one expects to make the playoffs just sneaks in, and no amount of algorithms can account for, uh, you know, life. Yeah. Who would have guessed Montreal would have been in the finals last year right, with an right. algorithm? Yeah. Right. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Now, now there were people that said that they they could win the division in that Canadian, in that North. Uh, sure. But, yeah, I and I and I suppose if you believed that they could win that div- the division in the regular season, that some people could have them winning around maybe two. But I don't think anyone had them beating Vegas. Anyways, I know there's the carry price factor, but. Okay, let's dive in to the Carey Price factor and the Montreal Canadiens, who Carey Price isn't even going to be playing. He enters the NHLPA player assistant. Hope him, uh, I, I wish him the best. I hope that he is able to uh, to recover from what he's been going through. Uh, but we won't, we won't spend too much time on that. We will spend time talking about Jake Allen and Samuel Montembeau. I don't. I don't even know if that's how you say his name, but that's. I love how you said it, though. <laughs> I actually, you know, I think in a in a season of NHL 21, although NHL 22, I think just came out for all the people willing to pay like a hundred bucks for that game. No thanks. I'm not paying a hundred dollars for a video game. Hell no. Uh, I'll pay the I'll pay the price of the regular game because I don't really care about getting extra hockey bags and and card packs, and I, I can't get into that. <laughs> I sound like a I sound like a uh, like a boomer playing NHL. <laughs> I just want to play exhibition games. <laughs> I just want the, the the alumni package so I can be Andrew Raycroft and goal. That's right. Oh yes. Oh yes. No. No. I just want to create myself and put myself onto a team and then play a season and make my guy break Gretzky's record for most goals. That's all I want to do. Uh, with new graphics every year, I'll buy this. I'll buy the uh, with new graphics. Uh, okay, Montreal Canadiens. They go out and they they re-sign Nick Suzuki to a monster deal. Man, Nick Suzuki got paid. Uh, and Shea Weber looks like he it m- might be out all year. We don't really know. We just know that he's not here to start the year. They signed David Savard, a nice signing from the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, and former Columbus Blue Jacket. And Jonathan Drouin is back. What are your th- what like? Do you see this team as a as a team that can go to the Stanley Cup Finals again? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm putting the kibosh on that right now. Um, <laughs> don't get me wrong; I think they did a, a fantastic job last year in the playoffs. Shutting down Toronto was no easy feat. They were able to do it. Um, well, I'll tell you how they did it. Uh, Toronto fucked up. <laughs> well, there you go, and we'll get into that a little we'll bit later. Say that. Too. I, I I always put the explicit tag on these things now, so we don't I get flagged it. anymore. <laughs> I got flagged a couple times because I'm like, yeah, our show's pretty clean, <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know, and then it catches like I get some iTunes thing that's like, hey, we had to flag your thing, and now you're in trouble. I'm like, what do you mean I'm in trouble? Just fla- I'll flag. So now I flag them all the time. I said shit once, and now I'm in trouble. Yes, Great. yes, um, yes. Yeah, okay, so Nick Suzuki, right? I think, to me, this signing is going to be great a couple of years from now. I think over you know the next year, maybe two years, it's going to be, uh, okay, it's maybe a little overpaid, maybe just about right for, for a guy like that. Um, but, I mean, that shows you how important he is to this team because, again, to me the mistake was letting Philip Deneau go. Um, I think Nick Suzuki was very, very well suited for a number two center spot. Now, again, he could be a, a fantastic number one for, for a lot of teams. I still think he's capable of playing minutes. He's he's improved his defensive game, I think, on both sides of the puck. He plays pretty well. He's not 
I mean, I've heard comparisons to Patrice Bergeron in the past. I'm not sure if I buy that yet, but um, you know, again, I, I think he's he's capable of playing two way hockey. But when you look beyond Nick Suzuki, right? They don't really have anybody to me. Uh, Christian Dvorak, you know, again, he could be a number two center for this team. I'm not really sure where they slot him in. There yeah, I mean, that's that's how they've been playing him in the preseason. Is Dvorak's at center? You know, Drew Ann's on his wing, and Josh sure. Anderson. On the other side, and then you've got Toffoli with Suzuki at center and Caulfield on the, the right side. Yeah, Suzuki and Caulfield are going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I know Caulfield's, you know, already pegged as, you know, the potential colder winner for this season, you know, him or Spencer Knight, perhaps. But, um, you know, again, I, I think Philip know what he was able to bring to the ice every single night between him and Josh Anderson, just that ability to shut down teams' top lines. I think is going to be sorely missed for a team that now their identity is sort of shifting a little bit, um, you know, to a little bit more flash than it was, you know, maybe, you know, grit and substance when you had a guy like Shea Weber, you know, Philip Deneau, Josh Anderson were your staples up front, you know, uh, Brendan Gallagher, again, another guy who was a great shutdown winger for this team, uh, kind of a poor man's Mark Stone, but, you know, again, between, you know, losing Philip Deneau, Shea Weber for the year, Carey Price, potentially being out for an unknown length of time, I think this team is going to struggle and having to rely on guys like Nick Suzuki to carry the team are going to be all right, but I think they're just going to have trouble keeping their heads above water in this division. Yeah, when you consider who those, like Nick Suzuki and Christian Dvorak, which I I do like Christian Dvorak, but uh, you consider the centers they're going to play up against. I mean, Patrice Bergeron, you've got, I mean, even a Dylan Larkin, Alex Barkov, Tavares, I mean, yep, Tavares, Matthews, Stamkos, uh, yeah. There's, there's a, a Braden Point. Like, there's, there are really good centers in this division, and you will drown if you're you're not in a good spot. Now, with that said, if Drew Ann, which the way he's looked in the preseason, he looks like he's he's ready to roll. Like he's maybe we start to see the Drew Ann that was drafted what third overall. Uh, to, by the Tampa Bay Lightning, by Steve Eiserman. Maybe we see that Drew Ann, uh, you know, he, if he can be a 50-point guy again, uh, we're, we're looking at a, a pretty interesting Canadian team because up front, well, they don't have the center depth that you love. And, and maybe some of that is just because, you know, Christian Dvorak played for the Arizona Coyotes. He doesn't get a lot of exposure. And you know, now he's in a role where he's going to get a ton of exposure and maybe he is... He, he ends up being a little better than, than expected. Uh, Nick Suzuki, if he can take another step, which, to be honest, every time he's been given an opportunity to take a step, he does it. So, you know, is, it, is there a chance here that he does step into a full-time number one center role and looks great doing it, puts up 60 points? Uh, I, I think you'd be in a great spot. Cole Caulfield is a, a favorite for the, for the Calder. He's gonna score goals. I, I I'd be putting the over under for Caulfield on like twenty five goals. Uh, if he can get somewhere close to that or even exceed it, you know, you're definitely looking at a uh, a Montreal team that's probably in the playoff. Tyler Toffoli, he could score thirty goals. Like this could actually be a a decent goal scoring team uh, with with everything put together. I just wonder, you know, you go to the back end where you've got. Brett Kulak, Jeff Petrie, Ben Chariot, David Savard, and then like a Romanov-Weidman pairing. I I don't see how this back end is going to defend against 
what this division can throw at you night in and night out. Not to mention, I don't think that Jake Allen, well, I, I like him as a backup goaltender playing 30 games a year, 25 games a year. I, I don't love, I mean, I don't, he didn't play that good last year, a 907 save percentage. Uh, I don't love what they're bringing to the table in that goaltending position. And especially what happens if one of these guys goes down, what happens if Allen goes down, then they're in big, big trouble. Things can get away from them really fast. Now, one thing, one other thing to consider Joel Edmondson, he'll, he'll come back from injury. Mike Hoffman is going to, uh, to come back into that, that top nine again. So, I mean, the options are wide open, for this team, uh, and their depth is is pretty strong. They just don't have much high end in terms of that defensive side. Uh, the, like if if anybody goes down, if Savard or Petrie goes down, it's going to be a tough go for the Habs. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? I mean, when you look beyond Jeff Petrie, there's not really anybody who's known as a puck mover who can produce on offense from that back end, and then of course. Um, you know, when you look at the rest of their D, it's it's pretty much a bunch of shutdown guys, right? I, I think, you know, David Savard and that number two pairing, I think he's going to do well. I think he'll be fine. Um, but is it enough to get it done, right? And I, I'm with you there, too, with when you talk about Jake Allen and Nett. I love him for 30, 35 games, but any more than that, I start to worry a little bit. And Sam Montebal, he looked fine in small bursts, doses in, in, you know, Florida, but he's not – He's not a backup. I think he's, you know, he's, he's number really three. Good. Yeah, he's a number three. That's what he is. And I think that's, you know, what he's, you know, his identity sort of was when he was with Florida and it worked out well. Um, so if he's called upon to be the guy, if, you know, Allen goes down or just isn't playing well, if they have to go to the reserves for somebody else, it's going to be very, very difficult for this team to come out. I mean, Caden Primo's down there too. And so, um, you know, when he played with, you know, with Montreal last year for four games, he didn't look that good to me. Um, so, and he was just okay in the AHL with the Lava Rockets. So again, I don't, I don't know what kind of goaltender you're going to get out of him either. So there's a whole bunch of question marks when you get beyond, you know, Carey Price in in net there. So, um, you know, again, wishing Carey Price all the best, but you know, if he's out for a majority of the season, with the lack of defensive power they have beyond Jeff Petrie, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for this team to win a ton of games in this division. Now, here's the uh, here's the silver lining. The Canadians have, they have Carolina's first round pick. They've got their second. They've got three, three third round picks and two fourth round picks in next year's draft. If Shea Weber, if it's determined like, yeah, he's going to miss the year, uh, or Carey Price is going to miss the year. Like if something like that is determined, um, you better believe they're going to use those some of those picks to go and acquire something because then they'll they'll have a lot of cap space open up because of the the LTIR. Uh, and I you know I I think that once you uh, once you consider that, I think there is a a strong possibility. You know, if they go out and they acquire a goaltender suddenly things can change. If they go out and they acquire a UFA defenseman, you know, things could look a little bit different. So I, I don't think that the team that we're looking at right now is even close to the team that will be uh, come, you know, for a playoff push. I think that they'll acquire some significant talent at some point during the season. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to really look hard at a top four defenseman at some point, in my opinion. Because uh, yeah. I, I mean, again, Shea Weber, I don't think he's coming back this year. And there's even talks that he might not might, ever be back. Retire. So. Right, right. Yeah, so we'll see. Okay. Uh, well, 
Montreal Canadian. Now, uh, one one little like you know, slide in there, uh, a secret guy down the lineup. I love Matthew Perot. He had a really nice season for the Jets last year. He put up nine goals in fifty six games, like nineteen points. He probably you know he would have been like a thirty point guy. He signs at a basically a league minimum, like nine hundred and fifty thousand. I think Matthew Perot, you know, he could definitely move up in the lineup, but he is a great fourth line type of type of player. I I, I really like Matthew Perot coming in there. And we, you you know, you talk about how Montreal's identity is like that good defensive, like hard nosed type of hockey energy. He's definitely somebody who can provide that and uh, and can can kill some kill some penalties as well. So uh, I like the Matthew Perot signing. Okay, uh, enough of the Montreal Canadiens. Shall we move on to the up-and-coming Ottawa Senators? Let's do it. Okay, the uh, the Ottawa Senators are kind of that, like, they're, they're that sexy team. You know, hey, maybe they're the surprise playoff team that you know, everybody everybody goes, oh, you know, there's always that one team. And they, they played really well down the stretch. They, they didn't do a ton in the offseason to... Uh, to bring in, you know, a, like some new talent, they they go out and they they actually lost. Uh, oh my gosh! Now I can't think of his name. Uh, Dadanov. They lost Dadanov. Oh yeah. Uh, but th- that just was not a good fit from the very beginning. Uh, there's a lot of players that we want to see take some next steps. Joshua Norris, Tim Stutzla, Shane Pinto, Drake Batherson. You know, there, there's some some really nice pieces, but they still haven't signed Brady Kachuk. Yeah, that's a concern. I mean, he is, he's your leader on this team. Him and Thomas Shabbat are the two, you know, when you look at leadership on this team, they're the guys, right? They're the future of this team. I mean, I I don't know what, what the holdup is, what's really going on. I haven't heard much. And, you know, maybe I've just, I haven't read the right articles. I'm not really sure if all the right guys on Twitter, but um, really I'm sure it probably boils down to, to money because, Oh, let's face it. I think Brady Kachuk knows how much he's how much he means to this team moving forward, and from a leadership standpoint, from a production standpoint, and an identity standpoint. And then, I mean, let's let's face it. You know, Ottawa. We know their their purse strings are a little tight. They don't want to spend a ton of money. And uh, you know, Pierre Dorian is probably thinking, okay, cool. I want to get this guy in at six, seven million dollars. But Brady Kachuk's not having any of that talk. Um, because he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be a 60, 70 point guy easily every year, uh, along with all the intangibles this guy brings to the team. And he's, you know, worth far more than six billion bucks in my book. But yeah, especially uh, they they want to sign him to a seven or eight million, a seven or eight year deal is what right. they're trying to get him to. He, there's no way you're paying him six million a year. No way. Right, exactly. If you want exactly. him to sign an eight year deal, he's probably signing for uh, close to nine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I would not, that would not surprise me. But I think long term, this team is really taking a hard look at, you know, guys like Tim Stutzel, you know, Shane Pinto, who are going to need new contracts eventually. Right. And, you know, th- those are the other Josh guys. Josh Norris. Are, right. Yeah. Those are other guys that are supposed to be the future of this team. And so, um, you know, they, I think they're, they're playing it very, very carefully because they don't want to get themselves in a, in a cap situation where they've got to overpay people to keep them and then they end up screwing themselves three, four years from now. Sure. Yeah. I let, you know, hopefully Brady Kachuk signs before, uh, 
you know, before we get too deep into this season, but he obviously isn't having any problem holding out. Yeah, what was it? Kyle Turris with the Arizona Coyotes missed the whole entire season by holding out. Yeah, yeah. you have to sign by December first, and he didn't 1st. do it. So I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I I guess that that December first is still that date. You know, some some of those dates have adjusted a little, but that probably sure. is still the case now. Um, now that we're kind of back on a somewhat normal schedule, uh, yeah, the Ottawa Center. I mean, to me, this is just. I don't see this as a playoff team, but I see them as taking a nice step forward. I, I think that they'll, even if Brady Kachuk is gone for a little while, I don't think that that's going to make or break them uh, for being a playoff team or not. Uh, I, I still look at this defense outside of Shabbat. I mean, Nikita Zaitsev is like a, a, a five, number five defenseman. Uh, they, they just don't, they, I, I like Eric Brandstrom. I, I think he'll, you know, he'll start to take more steps forward. Uh, had a decent year last year for Ottawa, but I think defensively they're just still so weak that that is ultimately their downfall. Not to mention, you know, can is Matt Murray good anymore? <laughs> like, is he good or is he not? That's that's a the goaltending is it is likely to be a I mean maybe a little better than last year, but when you look at the defense, you will kind of understand why he had such a poor year. Yeah, and I think if this team wants to be anywhere close to a playoff team, Matt Murray's got to be the Matt Murray of old, right, that took Pittsburgh to a Stanley Cup and and drove that that net. And so, um, but again, you know, this that Pittsburgh team did it with, a, you know, a bunch of five and six defensemen, but this is a different forward group we're talking about here. So they don't have that, that Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin to carry them up front. So um, obviously, you know, again, Matt Murray, I, I think he's going to continue to struggle. I don't think he's going to be as terrible as he was last year. But ultimately, I, I don't think he's good enough to really catapult this team into a playoff spot. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't I don't think there's anything that this team is going to do in this division to get them over the top at this point. Like, I, I think that, you know, Tampa Bay and Toronto are securely locked in the playoffs. Florida as well. I mean, there's your top three. Now, they don't necessarily finish one, two, three, but they're all in the playoffs. Uh, the Bruins probably also in the playoffs. And it's going to be tough to keep Montreal even out of the playoffs. Uh, and, you know, they'll, they'll be in a battle. If the Metro ends up kind of being as as a bottom, uh, some of their bottom feeder teams really just bottom out, you know, maybe only three teams make it from the Metro but it's probably more likely a four and four split. I just don't see Ottawa. Like who's Ottawa going to take Montreal, Boston, Florida. Like, do we see them overtaking any of those teams? I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't those teams it. have to have just epic collapses yes. in my opinion to, you know, uh, like uh, barring horrendous injury problems. I, I, I don't see it happening. So exactly. Okay, let's move on to the defending Stanley Cup champions of the last two years, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, this team is pretty much the same outside of uh, an entire third line being gone <laughs> that helped them win the win two cups. Yeah, um, boy, you wonder what kind of effect that's going to have on this team now because – now you can't go out and you can't roll three, four lines every single night. Now you maybe have got three lines you can roll and hope that 
you know, your fourth can chip in every now and again. I mean, well, they've got the secret weapon in Corey Perry. Uh, apparently so. He's, <laughs> I mean, my goodness, that, that guy seems to be, uh, he does all right. I mean, but you know what? Hey, uh, if anything is like, if anything is like his last two seasons, Tampa Bay will at least make the Stanley cup final and then lose. So, <laughs> oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, three Stanley cup finals in a row is unbelievable. You know, right. if, if they were able to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just a full season of Nikita Kucherov, that in and of itself is going to more than make up for what the Lightning, you know, they the Lightning didn't have their best regular season last year. Uh, there was no point where you were like, oh, the Lightning might miss the playoffs. But they they definitely, you know, they, they weren't the, the powerhouse regular season team that they had been in the past. You know, they finished third in that, uh, in that central division. They were not even close to missing the playoffs by any means, but uh, not a you know not a dominant, absolutely dominant regular season. And you know some of that was because hey, guess what? They were without their best player all year long, and then Kucherov comes in for the playoffs. And what does he do? He basically goes on what would be if he if he put up the points that he puts up in the playoffs. Oh I mean, gosh. the guy the guy's going to have a hundred and 140 points if he go if he does what he did in the playoffs the last two years. I mean, that's in 48 playoff games, he has 66 points. It's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like 125, 130-point pace. So if he can do that in the regular season, uh, which, I mean, I guess he's, he's one game in, no points. So... <laughs> Uh, obviously on a on a huge struggle bus, Nikita Kucherov right now. Right, <laughs> he's on a he's on a big goalless streak. Now, uh, you know, a full season of, of Kucherov, and in an even more healthy Steven Stamkos, th- those things are all going to help. Uh, even if the the depth isn't necessarily there the same way that it was last year, I mean, you're expecting Matthew Joseph to take another step and uh, maybe be able to move up into that. Either the second line or, or or command his own third line. You know, you're you're thinking that he's going to take a step, and uh, I mean, everyone else on there on on this team has already proven so much. Like Palat's a UFA. You you kind of wonder is Palat just going to have a, a an excellent year, knowing that he can really get paid next year? You know, that's uh, usually contract years are are some big money, big point productions for, for certain players. And I would expect Palat to have a really good year. Yeah. I mean, looking at their cap situation next year, it doesn't look like they have the money to sign Palat or give him a raise or anything close to that. Uh, especially with Braden points extension kicking in next year. Now the guy that I look at to really take the next step forward is Anthony Sorelli. Uh, he centers that second line with Kalorn and Stamkos. And he looked again last night with against Pittsburgh, even though in a losing effort, he looked, really good um to me he's going to be the guy i think that if this team wants to still be competitive he's going to have to take another step and it's funny because john cooper he's he's coaching canada for the olympics right and he's already talking about maybe giving one of those roster spots to anthony sorelli because that's how much he really likes his game and uh considering the amount of talent that the canadians have at the forward position that that speaks volumes heck yeah well he he is on pace for an 82 Goal season, eighty-two assists, <laughs> so a hundred and sixty-four points. Sure, okay, uh, Connor McDavid, two point Right, right. No, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, they're, and that is the when you win, 
someone else needs to step up because you're you're gonna lose guys and uh that's that'll be the case but fortunately for them they they still have victor hedman ryan mcdonough mikhail sergachev and most importantly andre vasilevsky like you've got the best goalie in the world you're gonna be good uh it would it would surprise me if the lightning didn't finish in the top three of this division i'd be shocked victor hedman i mean Last year plays the entire season with a broken foot, from what I understand, and still managed to put up 45 points. <laughs> so now he's healthy. What kind of Victor Hedman are we going to get now? We're going to get just the beast, in my opinion. So uh, he's going to put all those $9 million defensive contracts that got signed this year to shame if, if I had anything to say about it. All right. All right. I love it. Uh, yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning, they're going to be good. <laughs> I know. I know. It's controversial. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are, are going to bold, just bold. Be, be very good. Okay, let's uh, the last team in the Atlantic Division, the team that I've been waiting so patiently to preview, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, this is going to be a year for the Leafs. It's going to be They're one better. of those years where you know expectations are high, and you know if. Uh, Hopefully things are different. <laughs> that's that's uh, about you know. I, I think this is the year of skepticism for Leafs fans. I mean, the Leafs were bad for a long time, and they got some really good players, and everyone was willing to be patient while those players developed. And now, watching them lose in the first round, or like you know, in the bubble, not even in the first in the preliminary round, uh, now. Myself and a lot of other Leafs fans have kind of had it. Like this, this needs to be the put up or shut up year, and you know, big expectations for Marner and Matthews. We we know what we're going to get in the regular season, and it's all going to come down to the playoffs. It's I mean, yes, you have to get to the regular season. Um, this team is way too good to miss the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs, it's because everyone gets hurt. <laughs> like everyone goes down, and there's there's just nothing you can do about it. But this this team is uh, good enough to be to to take the division. I, I I think. I mean, them and Tampa Bay, they're the two best teams in this division, and it'll it'll be a dogfight for who takes top spot. I think ha- of course having a healthy John Tavares that's going to be a, a a big improvement in in the playoffs but you know at that point we, I can't predict what's going to happen in April so what I what I can see for the regular season obviously it hurts to lose Hyman and there's a lot of new faces in the top nine forward Nick Ritchie is going to play up front with with Matthews when he comes back from his wrist injury uh Kasha has the potential, I think, to be a, a a nice dark horse signing for the Leafs, and you know, can Jason Spezza continue to uh, to fight against the clock? And you know, last year he put up good thirty points in fifty four games. I mean, he's you know forty five fifty point season in a full season. Um, can he do that again? And if he can, you know, you're you're looking at a, a great top nine. Um, if Spezza really like you know time catches up to him then I I think that you're you're maybe struggling to figure out what to do with those bottom center positions 
Yeah, you know, for Jason Spezza, I, I have no doubt that he's still going to put up 30 points in 80 games this year. And I think for a guy that's going to be, you know, seeing bottom six minutes, that's more than enough production to make me happy with what he brings to the table. Sure. Uh, At 750000 absolutely. Right, absolutely. Um, and so the, the question mark I have, though, uh, barring all the injuries that this team, you know, has right now with Austin Matthews being out, uh, Mikheyev, you know, currently being out. My my big question is Peter Morazic and Jack Campbell the answer and goal that Fredrik Anderson was not. Yeah, I mean, I I I do think that uh, Morazic has proven that he can he can actually win. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's been good enough. I think that Jack Campbell was. I, I I'll say this. I don't think their goaltending was why they lost to Montreal. No, I it agree. Definitely Absolutely. wasn't Jack Campbell who uh, who blew it. Uh, I I think it's they they've got a score in the playoffs. Their their best players need to show up and be their best players. Uh, I will say that if there's one potential for uh, for a player to come in and pl- like play way over what he's what his salary cap hit is, it's Rasmus Sandin. If Rasmus Sandin can uh, can play the way that you know he's a first round pick, play the way that the Leafs expect that he will pan out to be, I think you're looking at you know there's a top four defenseman that is making on his ELC, and well, it would be I I I think what's going to happen if Sandin can have a really good season, and let's say he he puts himself in a position where he is in the top four and he's he has a big year. I think that it's going to make the Morgan Riley situation very difficult because I, you know, you're going to have to resign Morgan Riley. He's a UFA. And then you also are going to have to resign Sandine at the same time. <laughs> and that's going to be a challenge if Sandine has a really good year. Uh, so that, that's where, uh, where the Leafs sit. I mean, it's the the regular season is it's going to be fun. I think Austin Matthews is going to going to push for sixty goals. Wow. Okay. Over under goals. on sixty. What do Ooh. we think? I mean, he I'm had, taking the under on that. For he sure. had forty one in fifty two games last year. It, I, so I, injury aside, right? If assuming he's healthy and back to normal when he returns, fifty goals would not shock me. He scored forty one goals with like a bum wrist. He, he hurt that uh, wrist like eight games into the year. <laughs> yeah, I I have a hard time going 60 for anybody right now that's not named Alex Ovechkin, and I wouldn't even give him 60 at any point now at, at his age. But, uh, yeah, if anybody can do it, it, it would be Austin Matthews in this league. I think he or maybe a guy by the name of, uh, you know, Leon Dreisaitl probably could. But, yeah, I, I, would, I would peg Matthews to be the first guy to – to do that again in this league. So, yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm taking the over on 60 goals for Matthews. Okay. I, this is going to wow. be a, a, a nutty, uh, like it's, it's going to maybe be a little slow of a start and then, uh, he'll, he'll catch fire. Obviously he's, he's recovering from a wrist injury. Um, not that a hurt wrist hurt his goal production last year. Um, I also think, you know, with, with, uh, with a, a team, the, the difference between this team where, you know, obviously you had Zach Hyman last year. Hyman put up big points. He he was able to do some of the things that, like, a quote-unquote superstar maybe isn't willing to do. I, I actually think that the Leafs went out and acquired several, 
like Zach Hyman lights, like a Michael Bunting, a, a David Camp, Nick Ritchie. Not uh, Oleg Kasha, I think, is more of an outside outside type of player. But uh, those guys are are all formidable guys who can like they can play up in the lineup. They're not going to be the Zach Hyman, you know, putting up sixty points. But I think because you don't have Hyman's bigger contract, uh, you're able to actually have depth throughout. And there was a few times where Hyman went down. And now, you know, if if Michael Bunting goes down, it's okay. <laughs> You've got a few other guys. Uh, but when, you're, when your guy making over $4 million keeps going, uh, that's becomes a problem for you. You know, you're, you're just not getting that same level of production from guys below. Uh, I think Nick Ritchie has big potential to uh to kind of have the year that he's been hoping to have you know his, his i think his best year is 14 15 goals it was last year his career year in terms of goals i think he has a a good chance to score 20 for the first time maybe even put up dare i say like a 45 50 point season for nick Ritchie if he's up playing with austin matthews uh i think there's uh there's a lot of opportunity on the on the table because all of a sudden these slots are open with superstars <laughs> where, you know, whoever kind of clicks and finds that, that chemistry, they're going to have great years and it's going to help them to uh, get paid down the road. Yeah. I'm going to call it right now. I think at some point Nick Ritchie is unseated on that top line and Michael Bunting is going to take over. I'm predicting at least okay. 55 points for him. All right. Well, I wouldn't hate that yeah. at all. I love, I love his game and, I think he did well in Arizona, and I think it's going to translate very well here with with those stars on that top six. And you know what's funny with the Leafs? I think for the first time, like last year, their defense was quite good. Everyone played well. Everyone had their roles. And really, outside of adding Sandine, not much has changed um, to this top six. So, uh, you know, TJ Brody, I think he's he, he fit in very nicely with the Leafs. Um, Morgan Riley in a contract year, you got to think that he's going to be uh, on point. Like he wants to, I'm sure he wants to get paid. Uh, and you know, Jake Muzzin is just the sign of consistency. Uh, and Justin Hall, I mean, the Leafs decided to protect Hall instead of uh, like instead of Jared McCann. So he's going to have to prove that that was the the right decision. Uh, I, I think that they have. Decent depth defensively with uh, with Timothy Lilligren also, but if they get hit a couple times defensively, there's not a whole lot left after that, and that would be maybe the one concern that I have is you know what what do you have behind some of these guys if there were an injury? So right uh, at the forward position though, there's 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 plenty there. Um, you're obviously relying on your your high end guys. It's like any team though. How many, what team could sustain three injuries at a position and not be blasted (laughs) and not be in a tough spot. So, all right, Justin, I think it's time for our playoff predictions for the Atlantic division. Oh, joy. Um, who do you have finishing in last place? Buffalo Uh, or Detroit? (laughs) Oh, I think that's easy. I think that's Buffalo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm going Buffalo, Detroit for my, my two bottom teams. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm right there with you. I think Detroit obviously uh, is going to finish second worst in this division. Unfortunately, I just don't think they've uh, they've got enough to really 
get over that hump this year. I think they're going to improve a little bit, but ultimately I think that the teams in front of them are just a little bit too good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am going to be, I'm, I'm going to be like, I got to have one, one like a little ballsy pick here. So I'm going to say that the Boston Bruins finish behind the Ottawa senators. Ooh, ooh. So I'm going Buffalo, Detroit, Boston, Ottawa, who do you have in your uh, in your six in your uh, or yeah your six in your five spot? Yeah, I'm gonna play it a little safer. Um, probably gonna go Ottawa at six, Montreal at five right now. Okay. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna go Montreal at four, and then I think it's it's this is this is the hard the hard spot because now you you know once you've got Tampa, Toronto, Florida, it's kind of a crapshoot in terms of the regular season. Um, I, I kind of want to lean towards like another Tampa, Florida first round again. Um, so I, I just don't think I can. I actually, I think that the Florida Panthers are going to win this division. I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm glad you picked that cause that's where I'm at too. Um, it's only I the goaltending. The goaltending concern would concern me if Spencer Knight, you know, he's still a young guy, really young guy. Um, it's not too often that a, a what twenty year old, twenty one year old has uh, plays a full phenomenal regular season. So that would be my one one concern there. Um, but I think I would go Florida, Tampa, Toronto for my one, two, three. Okay, yeah, I absolutely. Uh, I'll flip Toronto and Tampa. I'll give Tampa the third spot, and I'm going to give Toronto the number two. All right, uh, and Boston at number four. But for me, the X factor with Florida finishing number one is Joel Quinville. I think he takes home the Jack Adams and his Coach of the Year. Okay, I love it. Um, I, I would actually love more if the Leafs finish first, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, you know, it usually never pans out exactly the way you see it. But I, I actually, I think there is a chance here that Florida, Tampa, and Toronto all finish with over 100 points. Yep, I could see it. I, I think that that's, uh, that's likely. Uh, all right, well, that is our Atlantic Division preview. If you, you know, you want to go back and listen to every single division preview, there's a part one and a part two for them all. Subscribe to the show. Hit the little the little button wherever you listen. And, uh, you know, you can also find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. We hope that you have a blast enjoying the first week of the regular season. We will be back to talk about everything that's going on and uh, and hopefully some of the, uh, you know, Brady Kachuk signing maybe and uh We will keep you abreast of all the things going on in the National Hockey League. Until then, enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you soon.
you think? What do you let, let's give a Brady Kachuk prediction here? Maybe maybe I, it'll, maybe we'll get it before the show. Uh, are are we thinking seven million, eight yeah, million? I think he's gonna get he's gonna get Pedersen money. I think is what he's gonna get. I, Three years, seven million bucks. I'm like wondering that. if he gets eight million bucks because you know why? Because the GM you know of uh, of Ottawa comes out Pierre Dorian and he says we're no longer in a rebuild. And Brady Kachuk's got to go, bro. You, if you don't give me my money, you're gonna be like a rebuilding team. So <laughs> you better, you better pay me. I mean, they have the cap space to do it. It's not like their their most expensive forward is Drake Batherson under five million dollars. So it's it's not as if they can't afford to pay him. And Frankly, I don't think, uh, at least under under the NHL cap, maybe there's a an internal cap that that we uh, don't know about. But I mean, you're just not going to pay him more than Shabbat. You know, probably if if you pay him eight million, it's it's eight million solid, just like Shabbat. Uh, but we shall see, won't we? Can't wait. All right. Well, that is our show. You can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Let us know what you thought. And we will get with you soon. Have a good rest of your day.